got it worked out. And uh, I just hope that you came ready to receive tonight. Amen. Technical difficulties happen all the time. But if you came to get in the word, then you're in the right place. Amen. Uh, be turning with me to Romans chapter 8 here tonight. Um, I have been in ministry now for, for some time, and I don't, I'm not a title kind of guy. I'm not seeking a title. I'm not seeking none of that. But it is amazing to me uh, personally, and that's, again, Romans chapter 8, but it's amazing to me that I have not ministered on what I'm about to minister on tonight out of all that time. And um, on the, when it comes to the subject of victory in Christ, there's been probably more books written on that than, than that of cookbooks, than that of anything you can think of. But very few actually understand the route to victory or the path to victory. And I'll, I'm going to just say, put this out there. If the brother says that there's 10 plus steps to victory, don't buy it. <laughs> just turn the channel. Uh, don't buy the book. Whatever you're about to do, there's really only one way to victory. Amen. And our youth ministry is entitled One Way Youth Ministries. Really, there's one way to salvation, one way to sanctification. And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ, what he did for us at Calvary. Um, but victory. Amen is only one way, and we're going to be reading just two verses here tonight, verses 1 and 2 of Romans chapter 8. Paul writing said, there is therefore now, somebody said now, no condemnation. Somebody said now one more time. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. So somebody said free. From the law of sin and death. Amen. To me, I see one way to victory here, and that is walking in the spirit. And I want to minister tonight on the simple subject, the path to victory. Amen. And if you open up your hearts here tonight, I'm going to try not to dig too deep. I'm going to tell you, uh, if I could, I'd just teach seminars on this. I'd just, just open up the church doors and just teach it every day for hours. But we only have a limited amount of time. But if you brought your fork and your knife, amen, and you're ready to get in the meat here tonight, then, and it's not because of something I found, but it's the word of Almighty God. And if you're ready to get in the meat of the word here tonight, uh, we're going to minister on the subject, the path to victory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I pray that you would anoint me now uh, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet to minister your word. And I pray that you would drive it home to each and every heart that would be in this place, those that are on edge, those that are confused, those that are, are disturbed emotionally. I pray, Lord, and I know that you have laid out in your word the path to victory, and I pray that you would just help me here tonight to explain it properly. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Salvation is graphically outlined uh, in the book of Romans. This is the most, I would dare say, important book of the entire Bible. It brings together the whole redemption plan of God, that from uh, Genesis to Revelation, everything in between per se. You get a little bit of all of that in here. Um, but one thing that I want to say right at the, at the start of this message here tonight, and uh, I know, I'm just going to be real here tonight, that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Amen. And I don't say that. I, 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 this is from experience. Amen. And as you see, I don't got gray hair, maybe one or two, but that's about it. Amen. I ain't, but because they, they say, you know, uh, gray hair is a crown of wisdom. There's a scripture that references that. But if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, that don't go for you. But if you do, that might go for you. But uh, anyway, I know what I'm talking about. So if we understand and hear this and apply this to our hearts and lives, we will come out different than the way we came in. And at the start, I want to just go ahead and say sin is the problem. Amen. It has always been the problem, always will be the biggest problem. All you say, Brother Terrence, I'm facing 
I'm not, there's not a sin in my life of which I'm aware of that I'm bound to. And that's a glory to God, hallelujah thing. To not have something in your life that's holding you captive. But the, the mental anguish, emotional disturbance, death, uh, the man's inhumanity to man, all that is a result of sin. Amen. So when we sin as a child of God, it has devastating effects because he said there's the law of sin and death. Amen. And some would think, because we know the wages of sin is death, that, man, that just means that I'm going to die. It doesn't really mean that per se that you're just going to die instantly. We, we don't do that. But the, the lifespan of man has become shorter and shorter. But in Romans 3, 4, 5, Paul graphically lays out salvation. Amen. How that, that we all fall short of the glory of God, even on a daily basis, whether you're a sinner or a saint, but he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be the propitiation for our sins, etc., etc. That's Romans 3, Romans 4. He talks about how that uh, just as Abraham was accounted righteous by faith, Genesis 15, 6, we are as well by simple faith in Christ, his death, his resurrection. Romans uh, 5 as well, he further talks about justification by faith. Romans 7, he talks about what happened at salvation. Did I say Romans 7? Romans 6, right? Romans 6 is where he talks about uh, what happened at salvation, how that we're baptized in Christ. We're going to get there in a minute, so be ready for that. But uh, we're dead to the sin nature, amen, as a believer, but somewhere along the line, and I want to bring out tonight what we have a little bit in Christ, how to live for God on a daily basis, amen, not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday, amen, not just because there's a lot of shirts, I'd say it all the time, going around that says Jesus and coffee, um, what if you didn't have coffee, <laughs> amen, amen, because we get grouchy, right, amen, in the morning, amen. And, um, but, but Jesus is alone and I'm, there ain't nothing wrong with coffee, but I'm just, it's Jesus alone. He has a way to live on a daily basis and you don't need nothing else. Amen. Which is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. But as great as this salvation is, I think of the apostle Paul, Acts chapter nine, saved miraculously on the road to Damascus and the Lord Jesus Christ literally appeared to him. I don't know about you, that ain't happened to me. But I have had a dramatic salvation experience. I'm going to just be real. I remember being younger and God wasn't even in my thoughts. I remember the darkness of my mind that I desired to just grow up, be 18, to, so that I could do whatever I pleased. Amen. Uh, somebody in here I know knows what I'm talking about. And, I, you know, you say that and you want to grow up until you do, right? And But you want to get older just to, so that you can do whatever your heart desires. No more parents, no more none of that. I can just do what I want. But somewhere along the line, long story short, the Lord Jesus Christ stepped into Terrence Passmore's life and said, that's not the way you're going. I got a call on your life, and if you'll follow me, and if you'll be obedient to me, amen, I'll take you to places you never thought possible. And that goes for you in here as well, each and every person, each of us on an individual basis. If you surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, he's going to do things with you you never even thought possible. Amen? Unfortunately, though, we, we do serve him for the blessing. But you got to understand that he's the one that gives the blessing. He's worthy himself. Amen? We don't have to serve him for blessings, but he is God alone. Amen. But somewhere along the line, as dramatic as my experience was, and I would take the time to share it, but I want to get to where we're going here tonight. As dramatic as that was, somewhere along the line, failure comes about. Amen. We, we fail God. We miss God. We, we, I'm not talking about you just going out here and, 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 and buying a 40 ounce or something like that. That's bad enough. But I'm talking about we miss God, be it direction, leading, guidance. He may want us to go move somewhere. We move elsewhere. He may be leading us to be a part of a certain church, but we stay at, a, at some other dry, dead church. It may be anything like that. But 
somewhere along the line, unfortunately, we miss God. Brother Terrence, how do you know that? Because the Apostle Paul, one of the godliest men ever lived, had that dramatic experience on the Damascus Road, but he's the same one that wrote Romans 7. Amen? Amen? I encourage you, go and read Romans 7. Amen? And you'll see the old wretched man experience. And that is a place that each and every one of us must go through. Amen? And that is where the rubber meets the road, right at that chapter. Will I continue or will I crumble because of my own failure? Amen? Now, we go through outward trials as well, which I ain't going to get into right now. I'm telling you, I wish that we could because Paul lays it out in Romans 5 graphically as well. But on the, in, the, in the subject of personal failure, Romans 7 graphically outlines that, and that's what Paul had experienced. But failure is never the will of God. And let me say this, when you fail, not if you fail, that does not cause you to lose your salvation. Amen? Thank God. Amen? Because if that was the case, then I most certainly wouldn't be standing there, and basically none of us would be sitting here. It wouldn't even be worth coming to because there'd be no hope. But my Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, that we're saved by grace through faith and that alone. Nothing else, not of works, lest any man should boast. And the only way that we can lose our salvation is if we lose our faith. But if you still have your faith, amen, glory to God. I wish I had some saints in this place today. If you still have your faith at this very moment, though it be as that of a mustard seed, though you may feel like it's under attack, and let me say the devil is after your faith more than he is you. Because if he can get your faith, he took everything at that moment, there's no more abundant life, no more, no more peace, no more healing, no more justification, sanctification. All the blessings of God are gone when you lose your faith in Christ. But if you still have it at this moment, glory to God, then you're still saved. Amen? And if you're still saved, amen, then the, 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 the sky is the limit. It, it is endless. Amen? If your name is still in the Lamb's book of life, and let me tell you, it takes a lot for your name to get blotted out. Amen? Maybe it takes less sometimes than we think, but it takes more than we think also. Amen? But if you still believe God, amen, then you're still saved. And failure is not final. Amen? Because my Bible, see, because my Bible says that if you're saved, you're a blood-bought child of God. Amen? The son of the living God, amen, gave his own life, shed his own blood so that I could be saved. And I'm bought by his blood, bought with a price higher than anything that you could ever be bought with, amen? So why do you say that, Terrence? Because my Bible says, Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, <laughs> there is therefore now, therefore now, somebody said now, no condemnation. Absolute, not a little bit, amen? Not, not some, but there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, amen? Who walk not after the flesh, after the spirit. Sometimes we read our Bibles a little fast, amen? But that one word, there is therefore now. I should have named this message now, amen? There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, amen? We got to get this. We got to get this. We can't, just, we can't just hear me say that and then walk out. There's therefore now, amen, at this moment, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, amen? But often we, 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 we equate that word condemnation with a feeling, amen? Because upon failure, amen, upon stumbling, Upon staggering, upon a dark time in our Christian walk, we may feel as if God's a million miles from us. We may feel as if the devil has just, just about destroyed us. But my Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation, no matter how I feel, because that word condemnation, I'm not a Greek guy, but I know what... I've looked it up. This is what it means. It, to, in simplicity, it means an adverse sentence 
to judge and to condemn. It mean, it's, a, it's a sentence. Amen? I don't know about you, but we all probably know someone in jail. Amen? Unfortunately, I know more people than I wish I did. But get locked up, right? And it all changes when you go visit someone in jail. Let me just go say that to someone you love, someone you know. It's a rough business. But I don't know any, well, well, yeah, I don't know anyone who's gotten the death penalty. But that's a rough sentence, amen? I'm talking, they did away with the electrical chair. Hello, that's, there ain't no worse way to go. I'm going to just be real. I don't even, you know, but that's rough. But they were sentenced that, amen, to be put in an electric chair, amen, or to receive lethal injection because we're talking about condemnation right now. We're talking about they committed a high crime, amen, that was worthy of death. And I'm going to be honest with you, when it comes to God, we committed high crimes that were worthy. He didn't have to show us mercy. He didn't have to show us grace, amen. We deserve to die, amen, physically and spiritually. We deserved death, amen. But the Lord Jesus Christ, in his mercy and grace, reached down and said, out of pure mercy, out of nothing that I did, out of nothing that I've done, he stepped down here before Terrence Passmore was even born, died on the cross of Calvary and said, Terrence, if you'll accept me, then I'll look past all that. The precious blood that I shed will wash every single sin away. We sing it this morning, hallelujah for the cross, amen? We can't sing that lightly because I know what we deserved. I know what I deserved. I know what I did, but I know also what he has done for me, amen? And his cross speaks louder than my sin, amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. This is the gospel. And therefore, there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who are not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Therefore, I don't got to wait till I get home for this condemnation to get lifted. I don't got to go pray for 15 hours for this condemnation under the weight of the trial that I'm in to be lifted. But it's lifted when I look to Christ and understand what he's done for me. The condemnation that I think is there ain't even there. Because my Bible says, 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, amen, not to the priest, amen, not to some guy behind a window that, with a turnaround collar and says, you're forgiven, amen. But I go to Almighty God, say, Father, I failed. I got to have some Pentecostals in this place. I failed, amen. I know I failed, but I know that you've called me, amen. I know that you have chosen me. I know that you've blessed me, and I know you got a call on my life, and my Bible says that if I still have my faith in you, then there's no condemnation. Oh, glory to God. You ain't getting this at a Catholic church. Amen? That ain't nothing against them. Amen? They can come here too. I ain't going there. Amen? But there's no condemnation. But it's a verdict rather than a feeling. Amen? And we say, oh, brother, you know, <laughs> I can't deal with it. Because we don't know our Bibles, right? I mean, we, 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 we do, most of us, and we should as because we're believers, we're Christians. We walk around, you know, that brother, he just condemned me. I just feel condemned. <laughs> brother, I don't care who says what. I ain't condemned by nothing because I'm in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. It's more than a feeling. Amen? It's more than anything. I don't care if they laugh at the car you got. Amen? And I don't care if the car, you, well, I ain't going to say that, but... I don't care if they laugh at the house you got. I don't care if they laugh at the shoes you got. You shouldn't feel condemned because you are in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. We're, we're just getting started here tonight. Now, that, the Bible says in Philippians, I believe it's around 4.13, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's a UFC fighter. Um, you know, and if you don't know what that is, it's cage fighting. But there's a UFC fighter who's got it tattooed right on his ribs. says Philippians 4.13. I believe it's on his ribs somewhere around there. says uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things of Christ. It strengthens me, and then he beats people half to death. 
I don't think that that's what that was talking about. Hello? But I'm saying that in Christ, you can do all things. Glory to God. With his help. Amen? He ain't going to help you beat up your fellow man. Amen? That ain't what we're talking about. Amen? But in Christ, you can do all those things which pertain to life and godliness. And my Bible says, Second Peter verse 1 and 3, I believe, that he's already given all things that pertain to life and godliness. We go around here trying to earn everything. Amen? Can't earn nothing. Hello? This is Bible. This is Bible. This is biblical. And, and, and I'm going to be honest. This is something that I struggle with still. This is the fight of faith. This is the, this is the struggle to rest in Christ. Because if you're a guy in here, you know what it is. You want to earn things. You want to work for what you got. At least you should. And you want to say, I bought that. I bought this. And then, you know, mom can help me, I guess, when I say or when I allow it. I remember when we were having Malachi, my mom wanted to buy him stuff, right? It's her grandson. And I said, mom, you know. I want to get this. I want to get that. I want to get the dresser. You know, I want to buy the crit. And here we are. I'm pushing over a grand like that, over four or five things. And I'm like, Mom, I want to do it. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get it. And she's like, Terrence, I'll get the dresser or something like that. And I'm like, all right, you know. But we want to earn everything, even with God. We don't got to earn everything. We can't earn anything. You got to get that. Literally, you can do it for 90 years if you're alive that long and still never get nothing because you're doing it the wrong way. Amen? Because I told you, we're talking about the pathway to victory. There's probably a thousand books on this very topic, but there's only one way. There's therefore now. Victory is past tense rather than future tense. Amen? There's therefore now no condemnation. The old man, Paul said, Romans 6, 6, is crucified. Amen? We got to get that. Not hopefully one day. Amen? That's my testimony. I got saved, born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost, evidence, speaking in other tongues, crying out to God, just everything. Listening to anointed music, praise and worship, all of that. But I didn't understand that the old man is crucified. Therefore, my, in my, my, my teenage brain, I was always thinking, come, I got saved in like November, I remember it specific, or October, one of them, and I said, man, you know, when April comes, I'll really be far along, you know, when June comes, I'll, I'll really be far along in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, in the power of his might, right, knocking down Jericho walls, going through Red Seas, everything. When, when April comes, when the springtime, by then I'll surely be victorious because I'm struggling with this now, and hopefully by then I can get victory. Amen? But I'm just going to tell you, and I've said this before, let me say it again, if that's your mindset that hopefully out there somewhere I'm going to get victory, that that's the wrong mindset. Amen? Got to flip that. The, the mindset should be is right now, through Christ, in Christ, since all he has done, I am victorious right now. Amen? And I'm not talking about walking around and telling everybody you're victorious in Christ and confessing it until... No. But in your heart, you believe that right now, just as you got saved by believing in your heart, you believe that through the cross of Calvary, he died for you not only to get saved, as great as that is, but for you to stay safe, amen, for you to live free, for you to walk in freedom, for you to not be mean to other people, amen, to put love in your heart toward your brother and your sister, amen. Romans chapter 6, that's what this is. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who walk. What's that word walk mean? It's just talking about how you order your life, amen. It's not talking about putting one foot in front of the other or, or something like that. It's talking about how you order your life, amen, your behavior, amen. You don't behave before God to earn stripes, but you do want to walk right before him. He's God, amen. You love him. You, he's done everything for you. But it's talking about our walk before him, amen. But we experience 
we have experiences and emotion without understanding the word. Amen. There's two love. Let me say this before I say that. Turn with me to Romans chapter 6, verse 3. We're going to, it's really just one page over, depending on what kind of Bible you got. And this is, this is the foundation of our faith, yet many overlook it. Amen. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 through 5 says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized, and it's not talking about water, as we'll see, were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together, that's what happened at salvation, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Glory to God. But we have these experiences without understanding the word. Amen. And if you depend upon experience, you'll always be looking for the next experience. Amen. Of, rather than walking in Christ. Amen. Each and every day. Because it gets real. Amen. Husband and wife. I mean, marriage is a wonderful thing, right? Hello? <laughs> no one said amen. But we got marriage is a beautiful thing, right? Ordained by God Almighty. <laughs> but that don't mean it's going to be easy. <laughs> that don't mean it's going to be perfect, amen? Because you're going to be different than your spouse, more than likely, and most of the time. And and you got kids, I mean, man, you know, what's it been, eight months almost? That my son, he'll be eight months tomorrow. It's crazy how fast it went, and it's crazy how much less time you have. <laughs> because <laughs> they, used to, they used to tell me, Terrence, man, you got no idea. You got no clue. You got no idea. I was like, man, I got at least a little bit of an idea. I really did not have an idea. Amen? It's constant, <laughs> constant, constant. He's doing something. And he's just starting to crawl. He was over here praying at the altar earlier before the service. And, um, you know, he's just, but now it's like he's grabbing everything, everything that's, and I, you know, well, I won't, you get, just when you let your kids crawl, just make sure there's not even a little piece of anything on the floor or else they'll just get it and just straight swallow it. And that can get rough and ugly real quick. Hey, Amen. I live in a country, so I don't got time to wait for these guys to get out there and stuff. It's going to get crazy very fast. So, but I got to be careful. But. I got to be living for God while all this is going on. Yeah. You're going to have to work. Some of us in here working 95, Monday through Friday. Amen. I ain't built for that. I try. I did that for a while, <laughs> but I ain't built for that. This, um, and I don't know, I'll just leave that there, but to each their own. And I respect that so highly. It's insane because to work all day, come home, then you got family, right? This is real life. But you have to know how to walk in the spirit in the midst of that. See, God knows that you got things to do. God don't just, you can't always be praying. You can't always be reading. <laughs> you can't, there's things you have to do. So how do I do it in the midst of all these things that are going on? Because I got my daily life. I learned to walk in the spirit. Amen. This whole thing is a, is a life of faith. Amen. There's two laws. The two most important laws, per se, or perhaps in the Word of God, that we just read. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the law of sin and death. Amen. The law of sin and death. What is that? Well, let me tell you what is it not. It's not watching too much YouTube. Amen. Not watching too much fam or, 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 or uh, uh, what is it, Netflix and all that. Um, television and those things that we all do, and some of it we know we shouldn't watch, right? Amen? And you say, Brother Terrence, it doesn't say in the Bible that I shouldn't watch that. Would you watch it? All right. <laughs> Would you? All right. <laughs> I don't need to ask that, right? Can I ask that? Would you watch it with Jesus? Amen? That, get, that changes it up a little bit, right? Um, because he's watching you. <laughs> watch that. Amen? 
It ain't talking about walking out of the flesh, ain't eating too much candy, too much pie. I don't need to tell you to lay off that. I mean, you know, we all know what we need to do. But walking after the flesh is walking in your own strength. Amen? You got born again. Amen? And the Bible says, 1 John 3, 8 and 9, or 3, 9, I believe, that you can't, or maybe it's 3, 8, I have no idea. Yeah, there it is. Whoever, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remains in him. He cannot sin because he's born of God. doesn't mean you'll never sin, but it means that the Holy Spirit's inside you, the seed of God. You, you can't live in sin the way you did. If you sin now, you should feel completely devastated by it. But we get caught up when we do, and we try to make these laws to cover up the sin or, and this is all out of sincerity. I'm not talking about hypocrites. I'm not talking about some guy that doesn't even have nothing to do with God and he just comes to church. I'm talking to born again believers right now. This is where the rubber meets the road because sin is the problem. But when we fail God, when we do that, which we know we shouldn't do, we, we panic because we love God and we want to, uh, cover that up or we want to get back right with God. We want to get back to the place from where we have fallen and rightfully so. But there ain't nothing that you can do other than confess your sin and continue to believe in Christ's sacrifice that can, there's nothing that you can do that can take it away. There's nothing that you can do to get you back up to that place, that right standing with God uh, within yourself. Amen. And likewise, be it failure or not, there's a lot of Christians that they're not taught these things, but they're taught that you just have to, and I'm telling you, this is the movement now. You have to want God. This has always been the thing. You got to want God more than you want anything else. And I understand that. You should hear me close. But desiring to do it ain't really enough. Amen? Because if that's all it took, then I would never sin again. If it just took a choice, I'd never fail again. Because I'd just, I'd just like that. I'd choose Jesus, amen? Turn up the worship music and just rock it. And I'd be free from sin. But he said that the law, amen, the law of God, of the spirit of life, has made me free. In Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That tells me... Brother, that there's only one way. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Amen. We're going to get to that in a minute, but walking after the flesh is walking in your own strength. Getting up, Jesus, I'm yours. Jesus, I'm serving you and I'm giving you glory today. And I do that every day. But I can't do that. I can't fulfill that within my own strength. Amen. Because you got to hear this good. The powers of darkness are against us. Amen. You got the world against you. You got the flesh against you. You got the devil against you. Amen. You got your wife, husband, whoever against you. <laughs> but you can't overcome the devil on your own. Amen. He'll rock your world. And let me give you this. If you didn't know, he ain't red. Amen? He don't have a pitchfork. But he'll deception is the number one way that he has caused mil billions to go to an eternal hell is through deception because he's that of an angel of light. Amen? So we have to know the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, but walking after the flesh is walking in my own strength. Amen? But this is how that the Holy Spirit works, amen? The law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Let me get there. No condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit for the law. This is Paul coming out of Romans 7, amen? And let me tell you this, Romans 7 is a rough patch. Romans 7 for Paul is, is from what I've read and from what I've heard from multiple ministers of the gospel. They don't believe Romans 7 was two months. <laughs> they, 
they believe Romans 7 was up to four years, even longer than that, up to maybe even seven years. We don't know. But Romans 7, that, that place of sinning and failing and repenting and, 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 not, and, and frustration and not being what God has called you to be, that place, that is a real place. But God desires, just as he did with Paul, to take you from Romans 7 and to plant you in Romans 8 to where you understand that the victory is not in anything I do, amen, not in any laws, not in anything because the law, because when you sin, death is the result, amen, that's not the will of God for your life, but to take you from Romans 7 to Romans 8, that's the will of God, but that's only going to be done when you understand the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and what is that law? That to sum it up in all simplicity, is that I can't do anything <laughs> as it pertains to God. Amen. Of course, I can shoot a basketball. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in your walk with God. Amen. He wants to make you into something, but you can't do that on your own. I can't do that on my own. I have to allow him to move by the Spirit of God on a daily basis and take this wicked heart of mine and mold it and shape it into something that's clean, something that's pure, something that's holy. Amen? And now most ministers of the gospel would stop right there. Isn't that true? We got the songs, brother, that, that just line it up. But this is where the law comes in. Amen? We ain't under the Ten Commandments no more. And I'm going to just tell you, if you're trying to keep those, just stop. <laughs> because that's, that's being religious. Trying to become what God wants you to be on your own. That's, uh, and that's maybe out of a, a pure motive. You want God, but you're just doing it the wrong way. But as much as I want the spirit to move, I got to understand that it's law. In Christ Jesus, Romans 8, 2. If we could put that up there. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, amen? The spirit, and hear this close, this is the meat of the message. The spirit don't just automatically work in your life. Amen? That's a big, that's a big time statement. It ain't like throwing your Altima and drive and it just goes. And you just take your foot out the brake and you're just rolling and it's going wherever it's going. You, what do they got? They got these cars now that drive themselves. I ain't, I ain't getting in that. I'm sorry, we ain't there yet. I mean, maybe in the future, but not now. But it ain't just I accept Christ and I yield to him and now, man, he's just making me something. Amen. I'm just floating upward, baby. Nothing's coming at me. The devil can't touch me. He rocked up Job pretty good. Amen. Amen. We don't, we don't, amen. And so he can rough you up if God allows, but the reason that God will allow is to get you, I'm glory to God, to get you to the place that says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And I'm going to tell you right now, Job didn't feel good in those times. But it was worth it all. Amen. Because in the end, he had doubled in that which he had at the first. Amen. And if I'll yield to him and what he did at Calvary's cross, then he'll do the same for me. Now, this is where the law is. I got to get there. I got to just, just get through it. The law of the spirit of life. I was... I, I have my office here, and we, we had recently moved, and I have had the privilege. Now we have an extra bedroom, so I have a desk in there, stuff like that, and I've been able to just get right up and just walk down the hall and, and go in there, and that's just like, I've been, that's just outstanding. <laughs> I'm telling you, but, but got all these books in there, but this book, amen, is the book, and I'm telling you right now, I ain't read a book outside of that in over a year. And I'm going to tell you, I got more than anywhere else, amen? And I love books. 
and, and men of God have great insight, and sometimes they help me to minister. But the word of God, when you ask him to show you, he'll show you. Brother Swaggart used to always say, <laughs> this verse changed his life. This verse has changed the church, I'm just, and it is changing the church. The law of the spirit of life, because we've always wanted the spirit, but why isn't he just changing me? Why isn't he just working in my life? Amen? Because we don't understand this law. But Brother Swagger used to say that the Holy Spirit only works through the cross. Amen? And I say, how do you get that out of this verse? <laughs> the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And I go, glory to God. Hallelujah to God. That's, that's awesome, you know. And, and I didn't even know what he was talking about. I thought I knew. The Holy Spirit only works through what Christ did at Calvary. And I just, and I knew that, and I believe that, but I had yet to have that be revealed to me. Um, and I've, I've seen that in different verses. I'm talking about this particular verse. I knew that, and I'm going to share some other verses with you that will prove this. But recently the Lord showed me, or I, I was, when, you, when you open your Bible and ask God to show you things, he'll show you things. And I knew what he had said. If you have an expositor study Bible, which I advise you to get, he points you back to Romans 6. But I wasn't even, having, wasn't even reading my expositor study Bible or anyone else's. But I had read Romans 6, 7. Now I'm in 8. And I read it for the law of the spirit of life, which is obviously the Holy Spirit in Christ Jesus. Amen? And that hit me. In Christ Jesus. Amen? Because he didn't say the law of the spirit of life has made me free from... He could have said that if there was another way. But he said the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And I remind you, when Paul wrote that, he was just writing it. Just in pages. We made the chapters, and rightfully so. But, but he was just writing. Amen? And I call it the Romans, the, I don't know, but I call it the, the Roman sandwich, amen? Because he goes, why would he go from Romans 6, talking about how I'm free from sin, then he's talking about how I'm, I'm struggling and failing, why wouldn't he put that before Romans 6? Well, this is, the, this is the pattern for the majority of us. This was the pattern for him. Romans 6, victory. Romans 7, the, the greatest struggle you could imagine with law and all that. And these laws, right? Well, I'm talking about keeping laws and all that and the failure that comes with it. But then he starts this chapter out. There's therefore now no condemnation, etc., for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now turn with me to Romans 6, 3 again. He said, and it just hit me. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Amen. Romans 6, 3 through 5. Follow me very closely. Know you not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Amen. Let me stop right there. That shows it's talking about the cross of Calvary. Amen. Not just were you baptized into Christ, as important that is, as that is. But you were baptized into his death. Amen? Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. We got a lot of believers walking around trying to be all walking in resurrection life. Amen. Can't nothing touch me. But the problem is, is first you got to be baptized into his death. Amen. Now, hear this statement very close. This is the whole message summed up. And someone said, if you can't explain your message in one sentence or two, then it's probably not a good message. <laughs> and I'll just leave that there because what you're saying has a point. Amen? What's your point, Terrence? You can't walk in the Spirit 
of a life in Christ Jesus without understanding how that you're in Christ Jesus, which is by his death. Amen? That's the whole point of the whole thing. Amen? And so put off all that theological stuff I said, and it probably didn't even sound smart. And I ain't even trying to be smart. But the whole thing is simply this, that the law of the spirit of life, which is the way the Holy Spirit works. This is a matter of life and death, I'm going to be honest, because these laws work like that of gravity. Amen? What can I throw? Do I got anything? No? I just thought, it's like what you said. You see, I threw that. Okay, I ain't throwing that. That's, that's what. You see, it went up and it came down. The law of gravity. Amen? Now it's on the ground. Amen? Just as I did that, brother, you ain't walking in the spirit because it's a law unless you understand how that it works. Amen? But I'm here to tell you, while you've been baptized into his death, amen? And some will say, death, that sounds terrible. But it said that you may walk. If that was a mask, I was about to set it on fire. It's not. <laughs> it's a little tissue. But just as you were baptized into his death, amen, you now can walk in resurrection life, amen, death with God, amen, dying with Christ is a sweet thing if you'll trust him, amen, because we made it a miserable thing, talking about how you can't have sweet tea and all that, I'm, I, the southerners couldn't make it with that, that didn't last long, amen, it ain't talking about you dying and sleeping on the floor instead of sleeping on a king-size bed, it's not talking about you losing your nice car and getting a trash car instead, we're not talking about getting religious, but when you die with Christ, glory to God, there must be, and hear me closely, there must be, if it's truly with Christ, there will be a resurrection life to follow, amen? So right on that brink of where you're trying to hold back, amen, you need to understand that when you got saved, amen, you were crucified with Christ. I'm here to tell you right now, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. See, this was his mindset, amen? Because faith in the cross, you see, because you, I got to explain that. Because Terrence, I hear you and Jason say, you know, faith in the cross, faith in the finished word. What, what are you talking about? What, what are you saying? Why do you say that? Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, Amen. I understand on a daily basis that I am crucified with Christ, amen? And when I do that and I yield and I understand that the old man, Romans 6, 6, is crucified with Christ. So when you, as I don't know how many teenagers we got in here, there's a few of you. When you <clears throat> Lord, you got, when your hormones are running rampant, amen? And you're about to do something you know you shouldn't do, Amen? or you're being peer pressured to, to, to smoke a cigarette or bump some rap music, I don't know what it is that they're doing nowadays. But you need to understand that you are not your own and that you're bought with a price and that you're crucified with Christ. And therefore, you will, when you understand that, act like you're crucified with Christ. Amen? Because we're called, and hear me close, we're called to be partakers of his holiness and holiness is that of that of it is a, a a blasphemous word nowadays holiness that ain't a suit let me just say that because you the like i said before the mafia wore suits uh all kind of gangsters wore suits you can come up with a suit and be straight on your way to hell and yeah? if your heart's not changed but if you want the spirit to move in your heart it's going to be through understanding that I'm crucified with Christ. Amen. Romans 6.11. Let me read this here. He said, likewise, this is, this is literal, this is it right here. Likewise reckon. <laughs> Y'all love that word down here. Should be able to relate. Amen. <laughs> likewise reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. And really he's talking about the sin nature. 
but sin in every stripe of every fashion. Reckon yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? That is it. I'm going to just be real with you. What's reckon mean? That means take into account. That means this is your mindset. I don't care how much you failed. I don't care how bad that it has been. I don't care the millions, ten thousands of failures that hang over your head. Reckon yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And while I've been preaching doctrine, this is through Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. I'm not talking about a little doctrine or a little piece of paper that we read. I'm talking about through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. He is God. Amen. He is the Lord of glory, King of kings, Son of the living God. Gave his own life for each and every one of us that we may be in the family. Through him am I alive to God. And because of what he did at Calvary, I am dead indeed. See, sin is everywhere. Sin is all around. You can't escape sin. There ain't no escaping sin. It's in you. It's, it don't have to control you. That's what we're talking about. But it's there. It's around you. People are sinful. Music is sinful. Everything is just sinful. But he defeated sin at Calvary, and I reckon myself dead indeed unto it. Amen? You say, Terrence, man, I don't feel any. I don't know. What are you talking about? I feel terrible, brother. My mind, my mind's all clouded, and, and I'm just bent out of shape, brother. My wife don't know it, but I'm hanging on by a literal thread. You're dead indeed unto sin. Amen. But alive unto God through Jesus Christ, your Lord. Amen. Singers and musicians. I, anytime that I minister one of these messages that I love so very much that is in the book of Romans, I have a hard time closing it as I should, but if you can get a hold of what that we're talking about here tonight, not, not me and all that, but I'm talking the Word of God, the Bible. And I encourage you, when you study, don't just fly through it. It said that I'm dead indeed unto sin. Will I reckon myself? Will I take advantage of that? Because if I will, and I recognize, and this is the best life you can live, that abundant life that you seek, comes through the law of the spirit of life and literally all I have to do to receive the spirit of God working in my life is to understand what Christ has accomplished for me and I'm dead to that thing that I struggle with amen that thing that tears me to pieces and also be an outward thing he took care of that too amen all blessings comes through the cross. If Jesus didn't go to the cross, he couldn't bless you. But if you need a financial blessing, I ain't going to tell you to give it to Lakeside in order to get it, but I'm going to tell you that it's in the cross. Amen. I'm going to tell you that whatever it is that you need is in what Jesus did at the cross. And I had to ask the Lord, and I, you know, we should all the time, really, I do all the time. But I had to ask the Lord, forgive me for not only the, the bad things, as bad as they are, but the good things. The simple truth of not taking advantage of what he has done for me. Not applying myself, not taking, because that word reckon, it means take it into account. Every day, Lord, you did it at Calvary. You paid the price. I'm free from sin through what you've done. Lord, forgive me for not taking advantage of that. Now, let me say this before I close, before we're done. This is not just a magic wand. I, I entitled it the path to victory, but just because you understand this doesn't mean that it's all over and there's going to be no more problems. 
But I am telling you beyond the shadow of a doubt that when the problems come, you will travel through them. Because for the one that will put himself on the solid rock, that is Christ Jesus, nothing can take you off of it. Amen? The devil will come against you. Amen? When you understand these things. And he wants to do everything in his power to keep you from understanding the cross of Christ. Because it was there that he he was defeated. But if you apply yourself to what Jesus has done in his love and his grace and his mercy, then it's going to be the, you're on the dawn of a new day. I'm going to just be honest with you. And you can walk in that abundant life that you dreamed of for seven years, that you've dreamed of for maybe even 10 years or one year. But we don't got to go another day walking around defeated because the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And that is the truth because that's what the Bible says. Would you stand with us here tonight? I've had to recently, I've had to ask the Lord and I think Brother Jason ministered it very well this morning. We got to not only repent for the bad, but the good. I'll just say it again. Lord, I've tried to make a show. I've come out here and I'm crying before you. And you already know I ain't even, this is, what? I got to be real. You may cry, you may not. I don't be real with God. Say, Lord, I have not been taking advantage of the new covenant. And Jesus said, this is the covenant in my blood. Amen my body which is broken for you when they took communion but it's that serious amen lord i just want to take advantage of it and i want your spirit to flow i ain't been doing it the right way i've been trying to earn everything but now amen i understand and i'm going to count myself crucified with christ amen i don't know what you need here tonight but we're not in a hurry amen altars are open and just respond however that you feel led here tonight
finally that 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 you're understanding or enlightened that you I am victorious because it's already been afforded to me it's already been given I don't have to do all these things then my life is now in the spirit and and, and, and he preached a whole seminar and, and, and it's hard to do in, in an hour or whatever it was it's just, just so much and you'll spend the rest of your life studying these three chapters. And you can relate to every one of them. But I'm telling you, the struggle is real for so many people. But they need to hear this. They need to hear the why. The how. And if you understand this, you need to be sharing it. And pointing people to Jesus Christ. And not just the phrase. We are victorious in Christ he is the way that's it no other way no other way I want you to uh, this, t t t this evening before we leave uh, uh, just join with me and uh, my my life is in Christ but the rest of me is over at the house not feeling well because she's getting ready to birth our fifth child I would be I wouldn't be honest if I was standing here and saying I ain't worried about nothing I, 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 want, I want you to pray with me that everything is smooth that, that Summer's health is great Her, I mean she's, she's healthy her vitals are great and all those things but that's my wife that's, that's, that's my life outside of Christ Pray that everything's healthy and goes smooth and that our kids don't burn the house down while we're somewhere at the hospital for the next couple of days. But, uh, and then in, in those days, if you need something, you're going to have to call Terrence or, or Robert or uh, whomever else, Dennis and, or, or Leslie or somebody because, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to. I ain't leaving that. I ain't leaving my wife. So, uh, if you die, I will pray for you from the hospital room. But I just want to tell you, I'm not leaving my life. And uh, but but join me tonight and pray for for Summer and uh, not only Summer. Obviously, Hope's not here. She's she's ready to get rid of not get rid of <laughs> deliver. That sounded terrible. Deliver him. <laughs> uh, but pray for her as well. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord, for your presence in this place. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Thank you, Lord, that there is only one way to victory. There is only one way to live, and that's in you. Because without you, we could do nothing, Lord. And, and thank you, thank you that you made that way so very clear. 
that we are now not under condemnation. Lord, that the accusations, they don't convict, they only accuse. But Lord, we understand that we are free in you. Lord, I just praise you for that. Lord, we lift up summer to you. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege, the opportunity to bring forth another uh, being, another child into this world. And I pray that you would touch her body, give her strength, Lord. Lord, be with her and, and, and keep her healthy, Lord. As Charlie enters into this world, Lord, I, I pray that she enter in just praising you and that you would keep her healthy as well, Father God, to give these doctors wisdom, us peace, and give summer strength, Lord. Lord, I praise you, God, for the, the beauty that's coming also from hope and, and our grandson. And I pray that you would touch her body and give her strength, Father God, to, to continue to carry out to term or, or however long you have. But, Lord, keep her healthy. Keep Henry healthy, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, that we're able to just praise you openly and freely. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for who you are. And thank you for saving my soul. Lord, we give you the honor, the glory, and praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, I was going to say something. I forgot what I was going to tell you. <laughs> there's no more of you Mondays, right? Okay, there's none of that. So, uh, again, if you need us, me, beyond tomorrow, uh, you're going to have to find somebody else to get in touch with, Robert, Lynn, or, or whoever, Terrence, Melissa, Dennis or Leslie or somebody, just call somebody, somebody get a hold of somebody. But uh, pray for us. We go to the hospital 7.30 Tuesday morning if Charlie don't come before then. And uh, we ain't going to have her here next week. But uh, anyway, be blessed. We love you guys, and we will see you soon.